2: It's at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato here to preview the Ravens Chiefs and the Lions at 49ers. He's a guy that's playing a couple of these championship tilts. He's won one. He's lost a couple or won a couple, lost a couple. Either way, he's been there. He's done that. He's NFL All-Pro. He's with 9 News in Denver ESPN Radio. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, Chad Brown. Chad, what's happening?
3: How are you guys doing? You ready for some uh, football this weekend, right? You I'm got sure it, you man. You guys are.
2: Yeah, and we got uh, Hank Williams Jr. outside singing us the song as we are uh, sitting here talking to you. He's so much ready for football. But let me ask you this question, and I've always found this fascinating. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the matchup, per se, with X's and O's, which we'll get to. But I remember seeing Jerry West uh, chat a long time ago. They were doing those, remember, ESPN uh, Sports Centuries. And he was talking about finally winning the NFL or the NBA title after losing in the finals so many times. And he was like, it wasn't as awesome as I thought it was going to be given all of the times that we had lost. And Mike Curtis said about the Super Bowl, five Colts, as opposed to winning that one, losing to the Jets. He goes, that, it wasn't as awesome. So what feeling lingers more, the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat when it's all said and done?
3: Oh, it's definitely the, the agony of, of deceit. Um, you, you talked about uh, some of the championship games I've won and some of that I've lost. Um, you know, the championship game against the, the Colts where my Steelers went to the Super Bowl, um, that's really a, a fantastic memory. Uh, but just the year before, we lost to the San Diego Chargers. That one sticks with me and hurts still to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I went to the Super Bowl and lost as a Steeler to the Dallas Cowboys it took almost 10 years for me to shift my mindset of, well, I would have rather not have gone at all than to go and to lose. Um, that's how painful that is. And so for Jerry West and, and, and for myself, I think if you're a professional athlete uh, and you are looking at things through the correct lens, while you certainly love winning, you hate losing even more. Um, and I can tell you um, – about each of the times where I caused my team to lose a ball game. I can describe it all in detail. Some of the winning plays and the game, winning plays, uh, you know, those get lost Um, and those, you know, kind of get uh, moved to the side because the ones that you didn't achieve, those are the ones that stick with you the longest. Those are the ones that burn the deepest hole in your soul.
2: All right, now let's stay on the sports leather couch, Chad, if you don't mind. And going into last week's game, Baltimore against Houston, the narrative was, well, Lamar's 0-2 in divisional games. He's never been to the uh, championship. Well, he exercised that demon in a big, big way. Is this now he's off to the races sort of thing? Since he got over that hump, everything else is just gravy from here on out.
3: Uh, Let's not forget against that Houston – Texas team, it took a halftime speech from Lamar to get things going. Right. That first half was, was not great. And so, uh, you know, my, my thoughts are, do you put that in the category of, well, you had the bye, and so it's inevitable you're going to have a bit of a slow start? Or um, is there something to be said for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' inability to step up in these big playoff moments? Um, it's going to take a far more even performance Uh, this weekend against Kansas city than they did last week against the Houston Texans. You're not going to be able to have a bad half and come out and win this game against Kansas city. So uh, I I suppose we shall see, I I am not of the position that uh, the Ravens have exercised all demons and it's all just sliding downhill from here. There's still another hurdle to go before they get into the super bowl.
4: Now, Chad, when you look at the Ravens defense, what do you see?
3: Uh, I'm a former linebacker, um, so e- even even when I was doing my interim coaching in the NFL and I was coaching the defensive line group, it, it would take me probably the first two weeks of those interim coaching spots to train my eyes to look at the defensive line, the group that I was coaching, and not just look at the linebackers. So when I look at the race in the defense, I look at Roquan Smith and I look at Patrick Queen. Uh, those guys are great players. Uh, they have literally changed that Ravens defense since they've arrived. Uh, their ability to be true three-down players, I think that's where Kansas City can sometimes get people into difficult spots uh, when they want to go with some odd personnel. Last week they went with a lot of thirteen personnel with three tight ends on the field, which then forces you defensively to leave some linebackers on the field. They were trying to take advantage of some of those Buffalo injuries and have some backup linebackers on the field, and they were able, able to take advantage of that. Uh, versus the ravens the personnel is not going to make much of a difference because those two guys are really three down players anyway so whether you got three tight ends on the field they're going to be on the field whether you've gone with you know uh 11 personnel one running back one tight end and three receivers those guys are still going to be on the field so this ravens defense this linebacker core is what i look at when i when i think about that ravens defense
4: now chad what about uh, a matchup of kelsey and kyle hamilton who do you favor there
3: uh, Kelsey is as crafty uh, of a player as there is. And Kyle Hamilton has put together a tremendous season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but Travis Kelsey is crafty, and he's faster than you think he is. Um, his route running ability is a little bit slicker than you think it is. And then Andy Reid does a lot of really nice things with pick routes and design things that gets Travis Kelsey open. You, you, people watch tape, uh, or not, maybe not watch tape, they watch the game a casual football fan. They can't believe how open Travis Kelsey is sometimes. Um, But if you go back and you look at the design and the structure of the play, it's like, wow. Andy Reid deserves a massive tip of the cap for this guy that everybody in the stadium knows is probably going to be getting the football to run him through a series of routes or a series of picks or have such a route combination design that someone makes a fatal mistake on Travis Kelsey and he's open by 10 yards, 15 yards sometimes. Um, It speaks to the difficulty. So it's not just a pure one-on-one, man-on-man matchup, uh, because I think Hamilton has a great opportunity if that's going to be the case. But it's so much of the scheme stuff that the Kansas City Chiefs do that makes it difficult for even a player as skilled as Hamilton to be on Kelsey all the time.
4: Chad, what do you think of the Chiefs' offensive line, especially with Tooney, probably looks like he's going to be out and Allegretti will be in, you know, in the run and the pass game because they've got to be able to have Pacheco be able to run the football, to Chiefs.
3: Yeah, I, I think that Andy Reid recognizes that the run is, is is very vital to not just the offense, but to that offensive line, their chance to protect on third down. Uh, as a defender, if I'm always worried if it's going to be run or pass, I can't pin my ears back and get after the quarterback. Now, Patrick Mahomes is really great against the Blitz. I think the Miami Dolphins in in the first round of the playoffs blitzed them like 57% of the time, and you know Patrick Mahomes sliced them up. Now, of course, Miami was probably the worst of all 32 NFL teams to be asked to play in those conditions in Kansas City, so we can kind of throw that one out as an outlier, that whole game there. But Patrick Mahomes is really good against the Blitz, and he has been for years and years and years. Um, So your ability to affect Patrick Mahomes needs to come with your four-man rush. But if you are running the ball effectively as an offense, as the Chiefs have with Pacheco in the playoffs, and the defense always has to have that in the back of their mind, this could be a run. But let's, You know, as linebackers, let's step forward to defend the run. Now the play action pass is open behind us. Maybe Kelsey's open down the scene. Those are things that you can do from a play calling perspective that can kind of allow your offensive line to have more success on third down, either because it's a shorter third down to make or because you've gotten the defense to hesitate with some play action and slow things down, which then allows that offensive line to give their quarterback a little bit more time. So I don't think the offensive line is good enough in Kansas City to withstand the Ravens' defense if Andy Reid does not make sure Isaiah Pacheco is sprinkled in consistently throughout this game with run calls to keep that defense honest.
4: Chad, what do you think Spagnola is going to do because of the threat of Lamar and his legs?
3: Uh, Now, the Chiefs did play the Bills, and Josh Allen is a quarterback who definitely will take off and run with the football, and we've seen him do that uh, this year in in the playoffs. The difference is I think you can spy Josh Allen with a linebacker because he's so big. You want a guy who can actually make the tackle if Josh Allen breaks the pocket. But if you put a linebacker as a spy on Lamar Jackson, uh, that that guy's not going to make the tackle because he's not going to touch him. Lamar Jackson is just simply going to be a better athlete than probably anybody that you put to spy on him. Now you've got to have a spy there because at the very least you want that spy to force him to hesitate, to make a move, to cut to the outside and get to where other players on the defense have a chance to make the tackle. Um, But I I think the, the spy situation is made all that more difficult. Not only do you have to have a spy, a guy who doesn't have a coverage responsibility really, but has his eyes on Lamar Jackson in case he breaks the pocket, but who is this guy going to be who's a good enough athlete to actually bring Lamar Jackson down? Because if he's a good enough athlete to do that, maybe he he may be better utilized covering one of those receivers down the field. You know know what I'm saying? So when you're allocating your personnel and you're trying to figure this out, hey, do I want this safety to be in coverage on Zay Flowers or do I want to eliminate him from coverage and have him possibly not be useful on this down – because he's trying to spy Lamar Lamar Jackson. So Steve Spagnuolo's got to make that difficult decision this week, building the game plan. But then he's also got to know when he wants to go with that, because there will be times when he's just going to rush four guys and not have a spy. And he's got to make sure that pass rush has incredible pass rush lane discipline to force Lamar to stay in the pocket.
2: NFL All-Pro Chad Brown, 9 News at Denver, ESPN Radio. Chad, your prediction for Baltimore and KC. And, of course, the Lions trying to get to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history against uh, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers who are big seven-and-a-half-point favorites.
3: Okay. uh, I will go to Detroit and San Francisco first. I think Dan Campbell, Detroit, done a tremendous job putting together their culture and their team, their huck, their hard-nosed, their – very mentally and physically tough. They play a physical brand of football. I just think the Niners have uh, more playoff experience, clearly, uh, more weapons. And uh, I think the Niners find a way to to win this one out there in San Francisco. But Detroit's certainly a team that's on the right track and has the right culture, and they all deserve a tip of the cap, particularly Dan Campbell. Uh, Going to this Kansas City-Baltimore game, um, Patrick Mahomes now has gone on the road and and got a win in the playoffs, something he hasn't done before this. So I think he may be – the home field advantage may not be what it would have been if he hadn't gone out to to Buffalo in a very difficult environment and gotten the win out there. But I think this is just the Ravens' year. I think Lamar Jackson uh, and and the Ravens, particularly that defense, have enough to slow down Kansas City. Uh, Lamar Jackson's got the ability, as we saw last week, to make plays with his legs with the two rushing touchdowns. And there's enough players on the outside, uh, guys like Zay Flowers, to be able to take advantage of some of the – secondary weaknesses of Kansas
2: City. Chad Brown, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the championship games this Sunday, and hopefully we'll talk to you before the Super Bowl.
3: Thanks, Chad. great, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy.
2: This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
5: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact